welcome to the Hometown Headlines podcast. John Greckermiller at HometownHeadlines.com joining you right now. We're trying a new format here where we're doing kind of a distance thing. We're not just six feet apart with our guests. We're about maybe two or three miles apart. <laughs> we are joined right now by Rome City Commissioner Mark Cocker. Mark, good morning. Good morning. How are you, John? Doing good. Thank you for taking part in this, number one. Number two, thank you for being our guinea pig to see whether this stuff works. <laughs> you bet. You bet. This this is going to be the norm, and uh, I think, for a while. So, you know, we might as well all figure out how it works. Oh, amen to that. I am amazed. And we'll say this straight out with how technology. I got friends of mine who were technophobes two weeks ago who now cannot get off Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it's kind of like, okay, which is great, and which is wonderful, but which is part of this new world, I guess. But uh, it's amazing. People who were kind of reluctant to get on all this technology and all are suddenly joining in. Well, speaking of technology, Mark, you and your colleagues had a Rome City Commission meeting on Monday using Zoom technology and other. Uh, one of the big things you guys, of course, the big thing you talked about, of course, was the shelter-in-place emergency ordinance. How about walking folks through what's going on and what you've heard? Sure. So, so, you know, the, everybody, and I'm not sure to the extent that everybody understands precisely how quickly uh, COVID seems to be growing. It, it, you know, if you look at the data, it's actually, it tends to double about every four days after the first initial two weeks. So take, for example, Italy uh, went from 16 cases to 9,300 cases in 16 days, which everybody thought was remarkable. Well, it turns out that the United States is actually beating Italy now at a, for every one new case that Italy has, America has 3.5. So, yeah, so, you know, we, we were hoping that we could follow the Italy curve to a certain extent, but it looks like we're, we're far surpassing it in terms of, uh, of, you know, just rapid spread. So that kind of led to a discussion of how do we keep people safe? And, you know, the, let me back up and say this. There are so many things that we never think about because we've never had to think about this kind of, this kind of thing before. So as an example, I was, I went to the pharmacy this morning to pick up something and I went through the drive-thru. I did not go in. And I came back home. And on the way back home, I actually stopped at a red light in front of a pawn shop. I had stopped at this red light. And these uh, two gentlemen were walking out of a pawn shop. One of them grabbed the door handle, switched hands, put the phone up to his mouth that he grabbed the door handle with. And, um, and then I watched him touch his car door, get inside of his car, and touch his steering wheel, which means that He's touched every single thing that every other person has touched that door handle that went into that pawn shop this morning. And so, Good point. yeah, so people ask, how is this spread so quickly? Well, it, it's things like that that you never think about. All of a sudden, door handles are, you know, contaminated. And, and so how do, you, how do you defeat something like that? Well, truly the only way to defeat it is for everybody to quarantine in place and nobody can leave anywhere for 14 days. But we're just not going to do that. So the step below that, or a couple of steps below that actually, is sheltering in place. So the, the least amount of contact that you, you can have outside of your 
sheltered in place safe zone, the safer everybody is because, you know, we, we have the instances in, at the Liberty Square in Cartersville. We have it in, in Albany with the, the funeral. It only takes one person and it spreads like wildfire. So the sheltering in place, the intent of it is to ask and keep as many people at home as possible because it only takes one or two people to cause this to spread like wildfire. Incredible to watch how it's done. That's a, it's a great example there about that. And yeah, you know, we're kind of doing that here. We had to have a guy in the house this morning to, uh, unfortunately, look at a squirrel infestation. Which, and we're not alone, by the way. There's several of them in the county in the area. Um, but I mean, that was the first person who's come through our door in three days. So it's, you know, we're not trying to be germophobes, but then again, maybe we are. Well, no. And I mean, you know, if you've ever decided to, I wasn't a germophobe before by any means, but, uh, you know, now I go to the grocery store and before I pick up a bottle of ketchup, I, I ask myself, did somebody else pick up that bottle of ketchup? Well, maybe not, but somebody stocked the store shelf and that person picked it up. So when we bring our groceries home, we disinfect them. Yeah, good point about that. Well, that, of course, you're talking about, you know, the next thing to do would be shelter in place. That's uh, what finally brought about on this past Monday, the vote by the city commission to you know, get into the shelter in place. It's had a lot of feedback on that. You've been advocating this now for weeks and you know, now we do have a vote. Um, what, kind of a, what kind of feedback have you and fellow commissioners heard about this? I have mostly received really positive feedback, mainly from the medical community, um, just because the, what they're having to go through right now is just unprecedented. And, you know, it's, it could easily be made about yourself. You know, it's like, hey, I need to go do this and I need to go do that. It's like, yes, you, you very well may need to go do that or you very well just might want to go do that. But you're putting people's lives at risk. And it may not be yours. It may be two or three people down the road who, you know, happen if you if you have the virus and, you know, it doesn't affect you and it doesn't affect the next three people that you give it to. It eventually will get to somebody who to whom it does. And so the, the idea behind it was, what is essential? Well, as one of my friends jokingly said to me the other day, well, it depends on, <laughs> it depends on who you are as to whether or not you consider your business essential. And, and that's very true, because if, if, if you have a business and it makes your family money and feeds your children, then I would certainly say that you would consider it essential. So it's really not an essential business in that sense. It's an essential business. And what is the, what is the minimum amount of businesses that we can get by with as a city and in citizens to continue to operate as with as much freedom and individuality as we possibly can. And what that boils down to is we can't make a run on grocery stores. So we have to keep drive throughs open until the grocery stores get their logistics in line and their supply chain uh, to keep up with the demand, we can't close drive-throughs. So I've had a lot of people ask about that. Well, why, why didn't you close restaurant drive-throughs? Well, that's the reason why, because if 35% of the people in Rome, Georgia, get their food from drive-throughs and you shut down all the drive-throughs, then there's you know a, a 50% rush on the grocery stores all of a sudden, which are already, you know, at their capacity as it is. So that's why we keep the drive-throughs open. I've had people call and say, hey, I supply things to nurses, you know, but technically according to the ordinance, it sounds like I'm not essential. 
And of course, the, the ordinance says that everybody needs to call Sammy Rich, the city manager, uh, to, to double check this. But my, my point to them was, if you supply nurses, please continue to do so. If you supply doctors, please continue to do so. We don't want to make their life any more difficult than we have to right now. They're on the front lines of this thing, and, and anything we can do to make their life easier, we need to be doing. No, amen to that. They are indeed on the front line, as are you guys. And you mentioned Sammy Rich as well. I mean, Sammy did a Facebook Live yesterday, yesterday being Tuesday, about that. And we won't go into the details about the blurb, about the fake website out there, that kind of garbage. But I can imagine the amount of phone calls that people are asking you guys, you know, city commission, city administration, Am I essential? Do I go to work? I mean, this is a brand new territory for many people. We've got to realize that some of us, you know, grew up with parents who were, you know, were World War II parents. For others, this is a whole new world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, you know, it, are, are, is architecture essential? No. Until you're dealing with something medical speaking and, and then it becomes essential. So even even businesses that aren't necessarily essential 100% of the time could have a sliver of business that makes them absolutely essential in some cases. So this is a very fluid, it's a very fluid thing. And it's, it's so individual to each and every business that what it boils down to is it's your best call. Do you absolutely have to be doing what you're doing? Um, if you don't stay at home, if you can do your business from home, Please, please, please stay at home. Um, I'm not joking when I say that um, on March the 9th, two Mondays, three Mondays ago, when we had our last city commission meeting, the total number of cases in the United States was 704. Literally 16 days later, it's 54,000. Oh, my gosh. And, and you yeah, know, we're... We're putting those numbers up every day, and I tell you, I do it you know, twice a day here with the state and with the federal and national one. But, yeah, you're right. It's, it's amazing to see just the change in a matter of hours. Yes, and so, so going by that same math, Georgia should have around 10,000 cases by April the 5th. Oh, my. Which, if you just go back to a week ago, we had, what, around 200 cases? So that's 50 times more over the span of a little bit over two weeks that it's increased that's that it will increase and quite frankly i mean this the citizens of rome are doing something that the whole state in my opinion should be doing and, and we're suffering through it first and when i say suffering i mean suffering there's there is no <laughs> there is no great there is no great thing about this for a lot of people a lot of people have lost their jobs a lot of people are suffering and and the city is actively looking at things to try to do for for things like that. And we're just we're all grasping at straws right now. We've got some good ideas, but we haven't vetted through them completely. So, um, you know, the only the only thing that's even come close to this is the Spanish flu in 1918. And it infected one quarter of the world's population. And estimates range from it killed to 17 to 50 million people. So nobody really thinks right now that the coronavirus is going to be that bad. But uh, who says popping in the background? I no, that's that. okay. But it, you know, the 
just the numbers on this, they're, they're devastating if you look at them. If, if we can't do anything to flatten the curve, it, it gets pretty bad pretty quick. Well, that's what we're worried about. And I think that's why you and your fellow commissioners and the county commissioners on Tuesday night put this shelter in place in thing, trying to keep as many folks as you said, keep us home, keep us out of, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's killing me. I'm like, I'm used to, you know, my, my, I work at home anyway. So for me, you know, lunch meetings and that kind of stuff, that's kind of the, you know, that's, that's the norm. And it's weird. I'm used to being at home, but still it's, it's odd. Now here we are doing podcasts, uh, you know, remotely using iPhones and new technology. Mark, the big question, and we'll close this out with this. This is something we had a, a rant this morning. You guys, of course, when you put this in effect, um, you're in effect now through 11.59 p.m. on April 7th. Exactly how fluid is that April 7th? Very, in my opinion. Now, obviously, there's eight more commissioners who have to weigh in on that. But like I said, unless we can do something to flatten the curve, in, in Georgia especially, by April the 5th, we'll have 10,000 cases, which is 10 times more than we have right now. Um, and once again, that's if the math holds. Uh, but, you know, if we have 10 times more cases than we do right now, I don't I don't see I don't see it letting up. And, and once again, you know, I can respect the governor. A lot of people have been kind of um, hitting on the governor to do something about it. And but if you look at the total number of cases in Georgia, half of the counties in Georgia don't actually have any any cases yet. So, you know, your exponential growth is going to start coming from the counties that have zero cases so far, in addition to the ones that already have several now. So, you know, I can imagine a, um, a bunch of people in South Georgia that don't have any cases at all going, hey, Governor, why are you shutting us down? Why can't we, you know, we don't have any coronavirus cases here in town. At the same time, the only way you truly flatten the curve is to get a hold of everything now. But, you know, we as Americans, literally the only time that that uh, our, our two greatest our two greatest aspects as Americans being individualistic and, and, and freedom loving. Um, this might be the one time that that goes against us. Well, we got it. We, we all got to change some rules. We all got to change our way of life, isn't it? Like uh, Angle was uh, yesterday, Jamie McCord, county manager, was saying to the county commissioners during their meeting, "Is that you know we got to buckle down for a couple of weeks? If we don't, this is going to be prolonged." So people are saying, "Well, I'm not going to obey this thing." Got news for you: you're lengthening this thing. Best thing to do, like I said, Mark, is stay in place. Mark, as always, we do thank you for your time today. If people want to, you know, get the more information, best bet to call City Hall. What's the best thing? To do? Call City Hall. Ask for Sammy Rich. Shoot him an email. His his email is srich at romega.us. If you have a question about your business, please feel free to ask him. You know, we're looking at trying to put out a, a, an FAQ on these things, but the problem is. Each question seems to be so individualistic, it's becoming very hard to categorize the frequently asked questions. Add to that that the county did one or two things just a little bit different than the city did. And so it's going to be, it's going to be kind of difficult to, uh, to do that. But we're, we're trying our best. Everybody's trying their best right now, you know. Um, and I understand that some people are upset, and I can't. I can't blame them. I'm upset too. I don't, you know, nobody expected this to happen. 
And uh, this has all thrown a monkey wrench into all of our lives. So we're just uh, just trying to do the best we can and make the best decisions that we can and uh, and move forward and do what's best for the city. And, yeah, that's that's all we can do. Well, please keep doing that, Mark, by chance. People, we are, folks, we are recording this right around midday on Wednesday. Mark, the numbers just came out from the state, the midday numbers. Uh, I can tell you right now we have 1,247 confirmed cases of uh, coronavirus in our state. The death rate is now not death rate. Pardon, the number of deaths now is 40 deaths uh, very quickly going down. Bartow County now has 78 confirmed cases. Floyd is up to 14 Gordon is at eight. Polk is at eight. And I believe Chattooga, thankfully, is still down to one case. Those are numbers that literally just came out at noon today on Wednesday on the 25th. Mark, we appreciate your time today, my friend. Stay healthy. Keep that great family of yours healthy, and we will be in touch down the road. Okay? Thanks, John. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you for your time today. Listeners, thank you for your time as well. This is going to sound a little bit rough. We realize that it's the uh, inaugural one, as always, whenever we try something new. We always bug Mark first, right? <laughs> I, I love being the guinea pig. All right, man. Thank you, buddy. Take care, folks. Thank you. Please stay home and stay safe out there. This is the Hometown Headlines Podcast Network.